You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. On the Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. And the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you might have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man, and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing how St. Charles Borromeo had accomplished so much in less than 50 years of his life. And he had a good start. His uncle was Pope. So he had a lot of uh, great advantages, education, and also his talent was noticed. He had extraordinary talent. But he also served very humbly, like the recommendation of Jesus in the gospel. And this is essential for all leaders, to be humble. And naturally, people come into leadership very often because of extraordinary talent, and abilities, and sometimes because of connections and they push themselves forward, and not so much because of talent, but because of leveraging themselves into a position. And for everyone, humility is a great gain. It's very hard on people when we behave arrogantly. And it's possible that that happens to us also in the church. And that's very sad because we follow Jesus and Jesus himself is the one who emptied himself, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, and became as a human being like that beautiful uh, hymn in in a number of letters of St. Paul, but in the letter to the Philippians especially. And he lowered himself like a slave. Imagine God made flesh washing our feet cooking a meal for the fishermen at the seashore here at the Sea of Galilee. Imagine his conversation with this woman who touched him. 
his gentleness with lepers, with outcasts. An extraordinary humility and very counter to behaviors of many people who enjoy great power and prestige and influence. And so we have a great prayer in our hearts today for all of us. A proud dad or mom can be quite difficult in a family for the raising of the children, for the development of the family relationships. How blessed a family is when mom and dad are humble in all of their great transcending power above the little children, that they behave so humbly, so filled with love. And they have to do many menial tasks to allow the children to uh, thrive in their lives. Parents are brought to great humility by the resistance of their children. Sometimes children can behave like tyrants. And many parents have to take years of humiliations waiting for the child to wake up. There's a great path. There's a path also of being ignored and left aside, maybe also in aging, maybe forgotten. I remember one family in Ingolstadt in Germany came to visit me and they only lived 20 miles or 20 kilometers, even less, away from um, a son. And he used to visit them once a year for a couple of hours on Christmas Day or the day after Christmas Day, and that was it. Uh, people can be left excluded outside of the great flow of life in a family. And so humility it sometimes becomes imposed, but then we could become bitter or we could become vain, or we could become arrogant, or we could become contentious and aggressive, abrasive. And how we all need humility when we're successful, but also when we are failing. Humility is truth. And it's the truth of the one who says, I'm a sinner too. Maybe in the times of these great conflicts that are scandalous in humanity, we tear our garments in scandal in front of the events and we condemn the fighting parties. But maybe we're not understanding of all the situations and developments that led to those moments of intense conflict or intense evil done. And only God can judge. That's one of the greatest expressions of humility to avoid judgmentalism to overcome prejudice, to be open to knowing and meeting the other as the other. What a great, um, a great exercise. And when people are hard on us and when people fail us, when people uh, go against us, and very unfairly sometimes, then we have this beautiful psalm today. The Lord will not abandon his people, no matter what the infidelity is. And that again, we see reflected in parents whose children maybe end up in terrible situations of drug gangs or addictions or involved in violence, bringing great shame on the family, doing great damage to others. And the parents still love them because they want to recover their children. In that line, the Lord will not abandon his people is a great fidelity, a great humility. Fidelity requires great humility at times 
in human interactions and relationships. To remain faithful requires being able to carry the cross of the other. And this is where our Lord went down to the deepest humility, bearing all of our, the burden of our sins. We usually tend to defend ourselves when we do wrong. And we try to give excuses and deny that we were responsible, deny that we were even there, and even tell lies, become insincere to defend ourselves. And Jesus goes the other course. He takes on all the burden of our sins. What extraordinary humility. I love this meditation of Paul on his people. And also it reflects a great humility of heart, really, and also a great richness of vision of the history of his people and lines like we just had in the psalm, the Lord will not abandon his people. And so he's able to give us this marvelous closing line today, the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. God does not revoke the gift of life he gives us. He wants to give us eternal life as well. He doesn't revoke the beautiful uh, commitment and covenant he made to humanity in creating us and in redeeming us. And so we have a great inspiration for all of our commitments to fellow people in family, relationships, spouses, children, bringing children into the world to be faithful to them as long as we have the strength to do and to help be always faithful because just like God's gifts and call are irrevocable so also should ours be thank you for joining us today if you want to learn more about Magdala follow us on YouTube and on Facebook 